What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of One in Ones. This week, we're going back to getting to know our guests, and today we meet Sean. Sean is another one of our loyal guests since day one. You could catch him at the shop working on a photo spread, business projects, sipping on coffee and spros, capturing photos of our spros and crew, writing beautiful posts that just tug on your heartstrings, and occasionally stepping outside to take a phone call. He's a man on the go and needs a space to chill. And we're glad he's found that place with us. So, Sean, here's to you, man. I hope you're having a great day. And thank you for being a friend. But, Sean, how, what is your last name? This is okay. something I have Yo. struggled with. Okay, so my last name is Hatches. Hatches. Yes, it is spelled Finally. funny. H-A-T-J-E-S, Hatches. Yes, Sean that's how, Hatches. That's how I was told it was pronounced. That's how I continue to pronounce it. That's <laughs> not how everyone else pronounces it. But What you are know. some fun combinations? Yo, people do not know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know. There, I get a lot of... Um, People saying Hades, actually, thinking that it's Sean it's per- Hades. Yes, <laughs> no joke. Um, a lot of people try to pronounce it and then stop themselves and say, "How do you pronounce it?" Or like, "I don't know how to pronounce it," or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know how people pronounce it. There are a lot of people that do- I forget who it actually might be. Jared. Jared's one who who didn't know how to pronounce it initially so he was he just said sean how did you yep yep. something like that i'm pretty sure jared does that yep and that's what he still goes by (laughs) yep but i'm down though i know you're listening and you we now have your answer (laughs) (laughs) this interview is over (laughs) oh yeah i i knew how to i knew how to say it i just want to tell you i knew that um i definitely get asked like what nationality is that or whatever and my dad's side of the family is mostly greek um i know that that's definitely not a greek name mm-hmm. but it might have come from some sort of greek root or something i'm not sure i'm i would assume that when his ancestors moved to america that names were changed um mm-hmm. but i don't really have that info or knowledge mm-hmm. um so i'm not exactly sure that's a, a question bit. I get asked, and I don't necessarily know the answer to. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of Greek, and then who knows? But that's my name, Sean Hatches. Yup. I mean, that's not my name. My well, name's yeah, my name's you. Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you. hello everyone. You you've seen me around. Um. So Sean, where did you grow up? So, the yeah, I knew this question was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is a, and every time I answer, I say this is an interesting question. Because um, a couple reasons. First reason is um, my childhood was interesting. It was kind of not that great. And so I typically start my childhood and life in my brain when I moved to Santa Cruz. A lot of my, my childhood, I, I guess I purposely have kind of like forgotten or moved on from. Mm-hmm. But I was born in San Jose. And I went through my elementary school years in San Jose mm-hmm. and then moved several times around middle school and eventually ended up in Santa Cruz County. Um, I, I think it was like seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old I was then. Some point. So, we so like 12, 11, technically, like okay, I was born in San Jose, mm-hmm. but 
if anyone asks me where I grew up, my default answer is always Santa Cruz. Like, I don't remember. That's where all of like my, a lot of my mental growth has been. That's where a lot of my physical growth has been. That's where, um, all of my friendships, relationships are right now. And that's just like where I identify as being from is Santa Cruz. And unless it gets to a, a really deep conversation with people, I tend to just say I am from Santa Cruz and because usually people's question after that follow-up question is oh you grew up here what what high school did you graduate from Mm -hmm. like that's kind of like their validating thing of like okay like yes you grew up here so you must have graduated where'd you graduate from um and I graduated from Cypress Charter High School in Santa Cruz County so there you go (laughs) there you go Santa Cruz Lokes what are some things you enjoyed doing in Santa Cruz some like, things I enjoy doing. Yeah, hmm. like as a growing up in Santa Cruz. Growing up in Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, I definitely love the ocean. Um, on the flip side of that, though, I have only surfed once, and I never did it again. Um, I tried it out. Wasn't that huge of a fan, mm-hmm. um, but I never really pushed myself to do it. Um I have always been behind a camera, and so I've always immersed myself in the skate surf culture within Santa Cruz um, through shooting photographs. And I've had photos of mine published in papers on different websites and all that jazz. And so I would say one of my favorite things growing up here in Santa Cruz County was putting myself in the surf skate culture, being around people that surfed that skated that did whatever extreme sports people do in santa cruz and documenting them um that was that's one thing that i loved doing um also the music scene in santa cruz a while back i would photograph i photograph shows at the catalyst i photograph shows at. oh um, nice yeah super would you be able to like walk through like i was able to be on stage with the band photographing while they were playing how long ago was this it was maybe like four years ago. Okay, I'd say that's so cool. So I, uh, the the I'd say the biggest band that people are that people know that uh, people are like, oh, you photograph these guys were the Expendables. I was up on stage okay, with them sure. and I photographed the Expendables uh, during one show. Um, I have a lot of friends that are musicians, really great musicians, um, that are. Definitely older than me, but they are, I've met through several different avenues uh, and just growing up here and they loved my photography and asked me to shoot photos. Nice. um, Yeah, it's been a really great experience. Oh, by the way, I do photography. That's one of the things I do. (laughs) If you (laughs) didn't get that by now, you know. (laughs) I don't do it as much as I used to though. Um, I I do photography and graphic design. Yeah. I definitely do a lot more graphic design than photography now, but definitely growing up, photography was what got me into um, just like meeting a lot of people. I met a lot of people through shooting photos of them and then being like, hey, that's a sick photo. Like, send me that picture. Mm -hmm. Send me a picture doing that trick on my skateboard or whatever. (laughs) When would you say it was like, or if you could think of a, a moment or time where you're like, oh, I kind of like this photography thing. Like, I, I'm realizing I'm doing it more often. Ha. Okay. So that's a story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I moved here um, in middle school, I actually moved to Watsonville. Um, 
Well, I was in Coralitos, actually. I lived in Coralitos. I was going to school at Mount Madonna School, which mm-hmm. is a kindergarten through 12th grade private school up in the mountains in Watsonville. And uh, they offered a digital photography class. And uh, the teacher for the digital photography class was also my science teacher, biology, chemistry, whatever, science-y classes. I'm not a big science person. but Same. Um, but he was really into photography, decided to teach a digital photography class. I took it, not knowing anything about photography. I got myself a little point-and-shoot camera, mm-hmm. and I shot a few photos, and he was like, wow, you have an eye for photography. I had no idea what I was doing at the time. Um, and so eventually, later down the road, he was like, here, like I'd love for you to take my larger digital SLR and shoot photos. I want to see what you can bring back. Uh, and I felt all special <laughs> because no one else was able to use, able to use his camera, and it was um, it was basically what launched me into enjoying photography. It was very encouraging, loved what I did. Um, we printed a bunch of my photos, and I just kind of like grew in that class. Uh, he gave me some award at the end of the year as some certificate. I still have it somewhere. Um, and yeah, then at the end of the year, I think it was the end of that year, it might have been later on, he actually said, like, hey, um, I'm looking to upgrade my camera. Do you want to buy this old digital SLR off of me? And so that was actually my first digital SLR that I bought was from my first photography teacher that kind of paved paved the way for me to be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. And, um I, I switched schools from that school to Cypress Charter High School, and I definitely brought my love of photography to that school. Um, I did it as much as I could. I shot photos for the yearbook. I um, did several art shows at that school with my photography. And then, I, I mean, I graduated, and I went to University of Oregon as a declared photojournalism major. And I, I at, during high school was when... In my mind, I wanted to take photography and turn it into a business. There was a, in high school, we had a, an art show. This was the defining moment of when I, want, I, in my head, really wanted to turn it into a business. We had an art show where, I mean, all the students did artwork of whatever medium they wanted and put them up on the wall and parents and community members came and just looked at high school art. Mm-hmm. And they weren't for sale. They were just up for display. And... Um, different there were a couple teachers as well as parents that came up to me and said hey are these your photos I really like them I want to buy them and um so people coming up to me and asking to purchase my art without them even being for sale Mm -hmm. like really was eye-opening to me um I was very excited had no idea what to price them at didn't know what I was doing but yeah um I sold them all and from there I was like wow I want to pursue this as a business like if I can sell these photos other people would probably enjoy my art Mm -hmm. of course looking back at those photos I mean those photos I think that they're like trash now you know but but, But as a kid you're like what someone is willing to buy something I'm not even like I didn't even think about selling yeah so yeah then there was also a class at uh Cypress Charter that was offered it was a I think it was like a business class or it was some sort of class where um, 
one of the things that we did was we had to think of a, a business that we wanted to get into and create and like actually create a business, create a business plan, create mm-hmm. like a mission statement, a business plan and like a strategy of how to build and grow that business. And it, it didn't have to be real. It didn't have to be something that you really wanted to do. Um, you just pick something. But for me, I wanted to start my own photography business. So I actually did something real. I, I made a mission state f- statement for myself. I wrote a business plan for my photography business. Like I created a very poorly, poorly designed logo. <laughs> um, I even like, I even, and, and like, I, I really wanted to do it. This was actually like a beginning point for me. It wasn't just a school uh, project that I was working on. Like I designed business cards and I printed business cards that I could actually use in the real world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's really what started me wanting to start my own like freelance photography business. Yeah. And then from there, what happened was um, the school, the the charter school was very, very new when I started going there and they actually didn't have a yearbook. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of bummed out. I really wanted a yearbook. I wanted to be able to look in a book and, and see what we did throughout the year. Remember my friends, rem- like do all the silly questions of people with the best hair and the best <laughs> eyes and all, the, totally. and all that jazz. <laughs> and I wanted something that people could like sign at the end of the year and all that. So um, we didn't have a yearbook class. We had nobody to shoot photos. I had a camera, this digital SLR that I bought uh, from my teacher, and I went to the principal and said, hey, I really want there to be a yearbook. Let's let's make that happen. I'm willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when graphic design came into play. Mm-hmm. So I built an entire yearbook by myself in Photoshop. That is not how I would do it today. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> that was a bad idea. If you are building a yearbook, do not build it solely in Photoshop. That is awful. You're hearing this from a professional. <laughs> um, but yeah, I shot the majority of the photos, m- minus the like student portraits, and um, I laid out pages and laid on laid text on the pages and built it page by page by page. I mean, it was a small yearbook. It was probably like maybe 30 pages or something, 30, 40 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something that we got printed. I was able to physically hold on to. I was able to see, wow, I designed this. I made this. And like I made the pages so that it's balanced in a certain way so that photos are tilted or blended or whatever um, so that it looked good. And that's kind of what made me think to myself, well, if I could do this, like maybe I could create a magazine ad or mm-hmm. maybe I can design something that people would want to put on social media or I could design something that people can use to advertise themselves and maybe I can make a logo. And so yeah. it was just me kind of growing off of that. And then, yes, what I did was I so I graduated in 2008 and then I went to University of Oregon as a declared photojournalism major. Mm-hmm. So I really through my photography and especially from doing yearbook stuff, I really liked documenting. Mm-hmm. I really liked documenting the different classes, what people were doing, um, and, and telling a story through it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not go into photojournalism? That's exactly what they do. Yeah. Shooting photos for newspapers, shooting photos for magazines, whatever I can get into, let's do it. So I started that journey and it ended quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it did not end because I did not enjoy it. It ended because I was not a fan of taking classes with professors that bashed on my art. 
Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. shooting photos, and it, uh, there was one project that we did where um, we had to like make like a four or five page spread in a magazine. Um, we didn't have to actually write an article. We were able to use um, like text like that would take the place of actual like words, but we needed to lay it out. So, um, so I did this article on springtime and I shot photos of like springtime on campus and the photos I thought were great. They were, they were fun. There was a a lot of uh, people and activities that would happen during the springtime in Oregon. And, um, I turned it in and got it back and it was marked up like crazy. Mm -hmm. This is overexposed. This shouldn't, this uh, part of the photo shouldn't be here. You should have edited this. You should have done this. You should have done this. And that's what completely like turned me off. Like yeah. I got, I, I was frustrated, not, I was, I was frustrated with myself because I felt like I did a good job. Right. But also like I knew that my work was good mm-hmm. to me and I didn't necessarily care how the professor thought mm-hmm. it was, even though, yeah, sure. The professor has experience, but I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't sit well with me. I didn't like this professor telling me that my art was not up to par. Yeah. And so, um, at the time I was taking a couple philosophy classes, uh, reading big old books of philosophy and writing essays. And, um, during that time in college, I really liked sitting in my room and reading or sitting at coffee shops and reading and just writing my thoughts out and what I felt about, um, how other people thought about life, death, meaning of life, whatever. It was, it was definitely a really good um, mental process for me. And so I loved it so much that I actually took a full load of philosophy classes and switched my major to philosophy. Nice. So, um, but on top of that, like, I still really wanted to do photography. I was still there, I was still there in school, um, was taking philosophy classes and there was an opening that I saw at the student newspaper for a photographer. Now, to be a photographer in the student newspaper at Oregon, one of the requirements is you have to be a journalism major. <laughs> <laughs> so, damn it. <laughs> so, I went and interviewed and told them, "Hey, look, I switched my major to philosophy. I'm not exactly a journalism major anymore but i really would like to shoot photos for this newspaper i really have a passion for it um here's my portfolio here's my resume it was a paid job Mm -hmm. um and and i sat down and interviewed with i think there were like three people that interviewed me or whatever and um they loved my work and hired me right there they said we'll make an exception i don't know how that works but they did it and I was a staff photographer for the Daily Emerald at University of Oregon. Well, you said something interesting um, about your professor and how you were, like, not down with, like, yeah. their critique. I That's really interesting because with art, if you're teaching it, if you're the person teaching it, and then when you have to critique it, it's kind of weird because there's this thing where it's someone's own ideas and thoughts and expression put out there. How are you supposed to kind of like rate that? Right. Mm. Would you say you had a hard time with it because this professor or this could be anyone too was very like, this is wrong. You should do it this way. You should do it this way. Would you maybe have a different approach if this person or people would say something like, Oh, can you explain to me like 
why you decided to go with this? Would you be maybe more open or would it still be the same reaction? Are you asking, okay, are you asking that like present day or back then? Because I'm a different person now. If a person told me like this is, if a person told me my art, if a person looked at one of my photos today and said, this looks over overexposed, this looks like it's not placed in the right way, this is too dark, this is whatnot, I wouldn't necessarily be offended by it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd understand that it is their opinion, mm-hmm. and, but I'd take it with a grain of salt. And I would re-look at that photo and maybe take those suggestions and mess with them and see if I like it, mm-hmm. and either keep it that way or keep it how I like it, mm-hmm. or find some happy medium. Um, what about back then? Back then... then um, I mean, maybe I might have been more receptive to it if it was if it was more suggestion based than do this, do that. There was another project that we did with the same professor where we had to pick a magazine page, like a full page of any magazine we wanted. And we had to take it into Photoshop and duplicate it Mm -hmm. like to the T duplicate it. It had to be the exact same font. It had to be the exact same photos and coloring and all that. And we had to piece it together. And um I got a really good grade. This was from the same professor that bashed on my other magazine spread. And um, he actually pulled me into his office. I thought I was in trouble. I thought he was going to be like, you did something wrong or you, I don't know, like, I don't know. I I was scared, whatever. (laughs) And um, he actually asked if I wanted to kind of be more... I don't, I don't, I forget how he phrased it. He wanted me to work with him closer. He wanted to like be kind of like a mentor to me. And cause he saw my work and he saw the effort that I put into it and how well I did my job that he wanted to be in, in more, he wanted me to be in more of a, like a tight knit program with him and learn for, from him more directly and meet with him like once or twice a week and have like different projects to do. And I don't know, kind of like being like a small there were, there were a couple other people that he met with and offered the same thing just like a smaller group of people that met outside of class mm-hmm. to kind of help me push help push me in the direction of making this my career mm-hmm. and um that was super flattering but i was still i i don't know i still wasn't down there was just something that didn't resonate with me with the whole me being taught how to do it mm-hmm. I, I was very much wanting to build stuff on my own and learn from my own mistakes in Mm -hmm. real world and not so much turning things in and having them marked up, marked up and then like learning from that. I don't, I don't know. It Mm -hmm. just didn't work. It's still like, I'm better with it now, but still I, I mean, I, I haven't really like concluded the whole college thing, but like as far as the story goes, but I dropped out of college. I, I, um, after the two year mark, I moved back to Santa Cruz with no degree. I haven't, I have zero degree at all. Um, and I, I learned from experience and that is the best way that I, that's how I learn as a whole. Yeah. No, that's totally valid. And I, I have propelled from life experiences and I have made so many mistakes so many mistakes that I have learned from and grown from some of them bigger mistakes than others. And those mistakes and that learning process outside of school has been, have been the things that have helped me grow so much more than sitting in a classroom. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I operate. I definitely value the time I was at 
in college totally, and through yeah. school. Like it was definitely a learning, uh, learning, um, process going through and, and all the time spent reading and writing and all of that. I love to write. Uh, I, I also took a, I took a poetry class. I took a creative writing class. Um, just expressing myself through written word is, is it's something that's really important to me. I don't do it as much as I used to, and I don't do it as much as I should, but I am actually actively trying to change that. Um, I've done a few recent social media posts where I, where I have posted some of my creative writing, which also it intertwines with kind of like me reflect doing self-reflection. Um, but, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily necessarily like poetry, but it's more of like prose where it's, it's, it's me expressing myself and how I'm feeling, trying to connect with others and saying like, like, I feel this way. If you feel this way too, like we can connect type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels good. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that. And I think that, um, I'm definitely really trying to do that more. Yeah, Totally. I mean, I'm going to sound super biased because that's all I do, (laughs) but can't say it does feel really good because sometimes you try to say what you're writing down with like, like verbal words and it just, it, it takes a while because you, you do this stuttering thing or you do this, like, I can't find the right words where when you're writing it down, it's just sort of, you you've already written it and it's already on paper and you could go back and revisit it yeah. or you just keep going and dude, I totally get it. I definitely love simplicity, um, in art mm-hmm. and in writing. I, for a lot of this stuff, if I do share my writing with people, um, if I share it on social media or decide to post it or whatever, um, I, it doesn't, when it's posted, it definitely did not start like that. There, I have like maybe like four or five, six paragraphs of writing Mm -hmm. that I, I just write and just let it flow. Even if it makes no sense, whether it's grammatically correct, whether they're complete sentences or not, I just let my thoughts flow. Sometimes I start the same sentence over and over and over again until I find the right words of how I want it to be expressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm done with that process, I go back and I try to strip everything down. I get rid of all of the excess, my excess thoughts that were definitely very, very vital in me getting to the point and mm-hmm. finding the point of mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. But it's, they're all just excess thoughts that, that I just have to trim away. Mm-hmm. And then I make things very, very simple in very short lines and then craft some sort of poem or prose or some sort of small piece of writing that then I can share with people and and that they can understand because it's very direct and to the point, but also hits on all of the emotions that I was trying to express within the larger writing. Totally, yeah. And would you say, like, this is something you would recommend to a lot of people, like, if it's something they're interested in? Like, a lot of people choose different outlets to express themselves or... Yeah, just to express themselves. Writing seems pretty, like, pretty soothing, mm-hmm. I would say. And it's, you know, it's something, too, where it's like you write it down and it's somehow freeing. You got it out. 
you don't necessarily have to ever revisit it or show it to anyone. And it's just like it's there. And then, okay, cool. And then you just close that book, yep. book up and then you're done. I definitely have several notebooks of that. Yeah. And yeah, it definitely <laughs> helps. It's not it's not for everyone, I could definitely say. it's it's Sometimes it's really hard to sit yourself down and get yourself to start. Because you're a lot of people judge themselves whether you're oh, absolutely whether you have the intent of sharing what you're writing with people or not you're you sit there and you try to write and you just think wow i'm starting the sentence like this this is dumb maybe i shouldn't do this yeah but, but don't, you don't think about you it gotta, you just keep going you gotta just write <laughs> yeah you gotta just, you just do it even yeah. if it sounds weird to you like yeah. because that first sentence that first two three four sentences might sound dumb but when you get to that fifth sentence that's when your brain is actively starting to to f- be in that flow of writing and creativity and emotions and all of it. And then it comes out the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Then you can go back and get rid of those first four sentences that sound weird and actually start the real stuff at sentence five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where it really starts. And like sometimes I write two or three paragraphs before I realize what I'm actually trying to say, yeah. what I actually want to get across. Yeah. And um it's just a process and you just have to trust it there's it's a work in progress there's so many drafts to get through so So you're not going to get on the first one sometimes you do and you're just like okay i did it (laughs) yeah and and none of it has to be shared with anybody exactly like yeah like draft or not you can you don't have to go back and revisit what you wrote you just write and then leave it and move on just depends on the purpose of the writing some stuff i like to share with people because I feel like other people might be able to connect with it and it might resonate with them and, and maybe it will, I don't know, inspire them would be one word or maybe it will comfort them or maybe they'll, it'll make them realize that some of the emotions that they might be going through other people are going through, including me, and that they're not alone in those emotions. And, yeah. and those yeah. things, that's really important. Um, and... I was definitely feeling that over the holidays. I was definitely feeling a lot of emotions over the holidays. And there were just certain things that I was inspired to write and share with people. Um, One of my friends posted something about um, how we need to express appreciation more as a whole, as a community, as as an individual. I back that up. And because it's just not, it's not expressed outwardly as much as it should be as much as it used to be and i i just sat and thought with that um and thought like do i express my appreciation to people whether it be my family whether it be my friends whether it be the person bagging groceries everyone that you encounter on your day-to-day um journey your day-to-day life is is helping you impacting you in some sort of way whether you realize it or not and so expressing appreciation to people um is just it's something that i'm really working on and through the holidays i was just reflecting on that and um how i need to appreciate people more and i wrote a lot about that over the holidays and i wrote a lot about um just how i don't do that enough and how i need to verbalize it whether it feels awkward to me or not Mm-hmm. And I've definitely been doing that when I come into Cat and Cloud, when I, <laughs> when I go, when I go different places, uh, talk to people on the phone, I, I make sure that I thank people and I say to people, I appreciate you. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate what you do yeah, and what you do for me, what you do for others and all of that. It's just something that is just important to me now. 
And I think that it's super, it should be something that everybody does. And yeah. at least everybody thinks about. Yeah. I think um, we talked about it on the way here. And we also uh, briefly kind of mentioned what you were just saying. How perhaps you may not resonate with someone else's story, someone else's experience. But the point isn't really to like, like it helps to have shared experiences and to be relatable but also too it's just like being supportive encouraging and motivating other people because yeah. the worst feeling is to feel like you're the only one like i'm the only alien on this earth <laughs> that feels this way <laughs> or like that has gone through this or whatever and it's like that already feels super heavy but then to go through that alone is just makes it even worse than it actually is and then just even like you said it's really weird sometimes to just kind of say thanks or express gratitude to someone mm -hmm. or just to like really just put yourself out there in any um way that you decide to do so it is really weird but i think with practice you're able to like see the purpose of why you're doing that why you're making yourself visible and accessible and all that stuff so yep super man i knew this oh was man freaking <laughs> sunshine is really hitting in this car <laughs> um to backtrack a bit yep what would or who or what has been an influential person up until this point or oh, who man who or what moment in your life i feel like we we talked a lot of Okay, like let's go with let's there. go with moment. Yeah, um, most influential. I moment definitely. In your life. Uh, I'll start with okay. I'll go with moment, but I do want to say that for people, there hasn't been one individual person. Oh, it has totally. Been, it has definitely been a journey, and people that have come in and out of my life that have been very influential, and um, I I am definitely influenced by almost everybody in my life, no matter how how much they're in my life and, and how much they aren't. I'm an observer. So I like to watch people and, and observe people in different settings and even people's mannerisms or people, people giving someone else a hug or people smiling as someone walks in a door and just being happy, like that happiness and, and that joy is, is motivating to me. It's, mm -hmm. it's inspiring. It's, it's like, wow, you, you are, that is a very genuine smile. That's a very genuine hug that is inspiring me to express myself in a very genuine way. Mm -hmm. And, and it's small actions like that, that just, that I see almost every day that just keep me going. And I don't know, that's just how it's been for the majority of my life, but let's get, let's go to a moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I was at University of Oregon, went through the schooling, stopped at two years for two reasons. One, it just kind of wasn't working out. Two, out-of-state tuition is nuts, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, so Breaking news. <laughs> it's expensive. So I um, moved back. At that time in my life, I was, it, I was bummed that I left. I wasn't – I was somewhat happy to be home um, didn't necessarily what, know what my next step was going to be. My, my business was kind of in progress. I had just gotten back to Santa Cruz. I 
I needed to create some sort of network where I could start a business and start getting clients and shoot photos and branch that into graphic design when I was ready to do so. Um, but I was, I don't know where I went. I was, to be honest, I probably was at Verve and, and, uh, like sitting on my computer and then it was time for me to drive home. Mm -hmm. I drive, um, down a street that looks over the water and I was, I was probably bummed out. I was probably kind of just like in, in just like a not so great headspace, mm -hmm. um, feeling a little lost, not sure what my, my whole track was going to be as far as business, as far as life. And, um, I was driving, looking out at the water and I don't know what it was. I, I honestly don't remember what song was playing. I was probably listening to music. My windows were probably rolled down. Um, but there was something in that moment. I looked out at the water it was sunny and something clicked where I was like, I felt blessed to be here. I felt mm. so thankful that I was able to be back in Santa Cruz, to be near the ocean, to be in a community that I love being in. Um, and I was on my own path and the, whatever the path was, whatever it was, it was going to turn out to be like, I was thankful to be here. And something, I don't know what it was. It wasn't It wasn't anything anybody said. It was just some random thought in my head that just clicked. Mm -hmm. And I was just inspired. And I was ready to charge, ready to move forward, and just ready to keep going. And with my business, with life, with everything. And just like ever since then, like... I look at the ocean and I'm like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. This is where I need to be right now. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just love it here. There's just something about it. Yeah. And so, and so that moment driving and, and everything just clicking, I don't know what clicked. I, I keep using that, that word. Mm -hmm. It clicked, but something, my brain just flipped from being like bummed out to being, I am, I live in one of the most beautiful places and it's a, a destination place for so many people mm -hmm. and I love and appreciate that so much. And whether I'm in a situation where I'm financially strapped or where things aren't going my way to be here and to have a roof over my head and to have it be in the community that I am like, just to have all of that is amazing. And I just appreciate it so much. And everybody that is in my life. Yeah. Sometimes you, it's like, takes a little bit to step away from the things you then realize you're super blessed with and you like super grow to be appreciative and fond of but when you're like in that thing or in that moment or in that space you kind of miss it just because you're it's like looking something super close you kind of have to yeah pull it back away to fully see the whole picture yeah. Super cool. I I feel that a lot. And I, I I really resonate with that. Um so we've been speaking a lot about photography mm -hmm. and your business. Mm -hmm. What do you do? <laughs> what do I do? It what do we everyone wants to know. What do I do currently? Yeah, so okay. yeah. Because I've done a lot of things. But yeah, what, what is your current occupation? My cur current occupation. All right, I do a couple things. Um, 
Actually, I'm going to go with I do three things. Okay. Um, number one, which is kind of on a smaller scale right now, just because of the other two things that I'm doing, mm-hmm. is I do freelance graphic design, web design, and photography. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I on like my website and when I tell people I bundle all those these those three things together. I used to be really focused on photography. Um, don't do that as much anymore. I really focus on graphic design and web design is a sometimes type of thing. I have the knowledge to do it, but it's not something that I really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do tell people that I offer that. So that's one. Those a a lot of those projects are are I'm very picky and choosy right now because I only have enough time to do a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing that I do. But that's always there. That's my business, my personal business. Then um, another thing that I do is the primary thing that I do right now is I co-own a supplement company. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an internal health supplement company called Simple Supplements. Um, They're internal health supplements like multivitamins, like joint support, like cholesterol support, liver support, um, digestive health whatnot, everything inside that you can think of inside your body, specifically for athletes. Okay. So they're dosed for athletes. They're for athletes that are maybe going under um, rigorous training, rigorous uh, like diets, um, whatever. If if you're into CrossFit, if you're into bodybuilding, uh, you're probably going to want to be taking some sort of joint support pro- product for your joints mm-hmm. um, because any of that, lifting weights, whatever, you're using your joints you might have some pain. You might have some tweaking. You want your cartilage and your joint health to be up. You want the lubrication in your joints to be up. You want your body to move properly. Yes, you do. You want to keep it around. It's been good to you. Yes. and Talk um, to Cheryl's about it. <laughs> and so, so yeah, that's what I do right now. I, I co-own it with um, a friend of mine, and we have a warehouse in Hayward, and our products are primarily um, sold online. Uh, right now, our demographic that we are marketing to primarily are bodybuilders. We have a bunch of sponsored athletes. It's barely over a year old, um, and it's a lot of fun. I'm really into fitness. I I am in the gym quite a bit. Um, I do traditional bodybuilding, and I have a lot of friends that do CrossFit and a lot of friends that do other types of uh, fitness, mm-hmm. but um, bodybuilding is, like, my style, I'd say. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that I do is, oh, for that, by the way, for that business, what my title, quote unquote title is creative director. I do a lot more than just that, but I do all of the, the product photography, the design for it, all of the marketing for it, anything mm-hmm. on social media is me. I do a lot of like uh, customer service email stuff. And so I, I take care of a lot of it. My business partner does a lot of the businessy side of things. Danny Keith, who is pretty well known in Santa Cruz community. And he, we've just been doing business stuff together for a while. We know how to work with each other very well. Mm-hmm. And he definitely going back to the whole mentor question. He's mm-hmm. definitely one person that has helped me in the business world tremendously. Nice. Like he's, he, he has been, uh, around when I've gone through and made many mistakes. A lot of the mistakes have been, um, within businesses that we have been operating together mm-hmm. and, um, we've learned together. He's taught me so many things. Like I definitely wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the confidence that I do now in the business world if it weren't for him and his guidance. 
for nice. sure. How did you how did you get to Cat and Cloud? Like what was your Yo. coffee journey? All right. So a while ago, years ago, I don't even know how many years it's been, um, I was doing nonprofit work for Grind Out Hunger. Um, so for that, we were doing an event, a snowboarding event at China Peak, and I met a girl there. Woohoo. <laughs> Woo! Um, we became really good friends. Eventually, we started dating, and she moved to Santa Cruz. She applied to Verve. Mm-hmm. Verve Coffee, for those who have not heard of Verve. Woo. Verve Coffee Roasters. Verve Coffee Roasters. And she was one of the last hire groups there that was trained by Chris and Jared to work on bar. Okay. This was before Chris and Jared were... I, it might have just been Jared... Actually, I think Chris might have been doing more marketing stuff at mm-hmm. the time, but um, but I still, I mean, I have pictures of like Jared teaching her how to pour drinks and all that. It's pretty cool. Um, but this was a while ago. And so that's how I met Chris and Jared. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I definitely remember going into like the Verve offices and seeing Chris there. I also would go in there mostly to talk to their graphic designer at the time, Kevin Tudball, who's done work for Cat and Cloud. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd see him around, see see Jared all the time, say what's up. I would hang out in Verve like I do at Cat and Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be just like a kind of like an office, a place for me to work. Um, so that's how I met them. Then Chris and Jared moved on and like physically moved out of the area and started their cat and cloud podcast Mm -hmm. and i just i mean i followed them through social media followed their journey and then eventually they um moved back up here and opened a shop which is now the portola cat and cloud Mm -hmm. and so just following their journey like i've never been really good friends with either of them Mm -hmm. but just following their coffee journey and knowing their vibe knowing their energy knowing what they wanted to create at the cat and cloud space and the community that they wanted to create. Mm -hmm. It was just something that I really resonated with and just, I enjoyed their energy and I enjoyed their, just their vibe in general. And so I showed up there day one and kind of, have been coming back almost every day since. Yeah, (laughs) That's kind of like my leading question is what about cat and cloud? What about this place makes it so special to you? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'd say number one, it starts with that story. Okay. Just, just with the, the connection that I've had with Chris and Jared and knowing them and watching them grow. The pre cat um, and cloud days. Yeah. The, the right whole, here. just me being, uh, an entrepreneur and watching them build a business and me knowing uh, I see a lot of the of the end result, a lot of the external, but I don't necessarily see a lot of the behind the scenes struggles that I know there are. Mm -hmm. And just knowing somewhat what they are going through, what they have gone through to get to the point that they are now, I know that it hasn't been easy and I respect the heck out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even, even now, like it's definitely, it's still not easy being a business owner. There's always something going on. And I know that, um, why, why do, what was the specific question? Why, why do I like it there? 
Why yeah, do I what's, go there? What's, what's so special what's about so this special? place that you enjoy oh, spending okay. your time there? So another another thing is um, I don't have like an office, okay? And I there are jokes with with uh, the squad that works at Portola all the time, specifically Levi. Well, <laughs> when I go up to get my coffee, he'll say, "Hey, are you paying rent today?" I'm like, that oh, Levi. <laughs> um, we like him. We keep him around. <laughs> I um, so I I love going in there to do my work, and I am not the type of person that can work in, say, a library or say mm-hmm. a cubicle mm-hmm. or a place where it's quiet. A lot of people like quiet to focus. I cannot handle quiet. Mm-hmm. I love there being energy around me. I love hustle. I love, um, I like feed off of that energy, whether it's directed at me or it's just surrounding me. So coffee shops in general um, are a a place of energy, Mm -hmm. or at least I would hope they are, a place of positive energy. And just the the crew that's there, as well as the people that come in there to sit down and drink coffee, there's an energy, there's a community. I love being near people that are having conversations, that are that are interacting, that are getting to know each other. Um, just the the constant of making drinks, of hearing the milk being steamed, of hearing the coffee being ground, just all of it. That energy keeps me going. Mm-hmm. And so for me to have a space like that to sit down and work is just really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the energy there um, that keeps me going. Of course, caffeine probably has a little bit to do with it, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a but, concentration stimulant. <laughs> but um, I've also, also uh, Cat and Cloud started, the, the starting crew, there were a few people that were working there or are still working there that worked at Verve. Mm-hmm. a while back and like Kristen, like Sam, like, um, I, and I knew them from then, uh, Kristen worked with my girlfriend at the time when they were working at Verve, mm-hmm. they worked together and that's how I know Kristen, like, and just having that, knowing those people and knowing the energy that they have and the type of people that they are and having that being brought to cat and cloud and being able to be there with those people and, and just see them almost every day is, I don't know, just like makes me smile. It makes me happy. It, I like, I like consistency and I like seeing those people. And I know that they're very, very genuine people that really care about others yeah. and just being around that energy keeps me going. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I'd say that's a really, one of the top reasons I yeah. keep coming back is just the relationships that I have with the people that work there, the relationships that I have built and from just like meeting random people there because mm-hmm. um, there are definitely a few of those um i don't know it's it's just a a space i really enjoy plus it's a couple blocks down from the beach i mean come on like <laughs> it's everything if I you need, need. To, if i need to like take a break from work and go walk and see the ocean like i can do that yeah and not a lot of people can say that they can do that and i think that that's pretty rad yeah you know there have definitely been times where um some people like that work there will go on their lunch or, or maybe they'll end a shift and they'll say what's up and I'll say, Hey, you want to just go for a walk? So yeah, let's go. I don't know. It's just super yeah. nice. Oh, 
gosh, Sean. <laughs> the we, vibes there. We like having you around too, man. Hey, thanks, Evelyn. We like kind of just interrupting your work with silliness too. That is totally fine. I appreciate it. <laughs> I and know also when, just, all right, get back to work. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, um, when Natalie was working there, she would. I would be working at the like bar area, and there's that, um, that like plastic thing there to block from the water from the dishes whatever it's whatever that's called the water what is shield that called? the water shield i don't know if that's actually the name for it that but is the name for it now it, it is now um <laughs> and she would sometimes i would take a phone call and i would leave and she would um find a sticky note <laughs> and she would write notes yes. on the sticky note and then stick them on the on the water shield mm -hmm. <laughs> so that i could see them and I'd come back to these note, random notes, and some of them were encouraging, some of them were silly, some of them were just happy faces, some of them were like the little cat drawn. Like I'd never know what I would get, but it was always the the coolest thing of just like coming back and and seeing these cute little, I don't know, encouraging notes. It's mm -hmm. the best. Yeah. 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 That's the mistake is there's sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> we have to go through them. <laughs> no, but. That's super cool. So coffee's the coffee's great. Coffee's, the coffee's yeah, great. Good, but it's really you know I, I do come enjoy here for coffee. the energy. Yes, and I, we I mean we were talking about that earlier. Um, also about like because we came to Monterey and we one of the things that we did was we stopped at Captain and Stoker Coffee Shop, and um, we were talking earlier about how there are so many places that I never would have visited say in the bay area or wherever mm -hmm. if it wasn't for me seeking out to find and check out coffee shops mm -hmm. and it's because i like and i do that a lot where i'll be out of town for business or just for fun or whatever and i will go out of my way to find a coffee shop to go feel that energy to feel that vibe because there, because especially in specialty coffee shops there there is that positive vibe there is that that craft of making the coffee, serving the coffee and it not just being coffee, but it being a connection with the humans that are coming in mm -hmm. and, and being there. And you can experience that. And there's just the, the ambiance and the, the energy that is in the locations is it changes from location to location and it's fun to experience that. Mm -hmm. And so just going, going and finding different places and feeling the vibe there and talking to people there is just one of the things I love to do. Yeah. But Cat and Cloud is my home spot. Yeah. You know? It's my little oh, hub. It's the home spot. It's the home it's spot. It's the home button on your <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> yes, it is. Coffee going beyond just being like a thing you drink. Yeah. The stories behind coffee. The stories behind coffee with the, the stories behind coffee with the customer. And then I also love the stories behind getting the coffee from origin. Oh. I've heard stories from that too. Just the the yeah. the relationship there, mm -hmm. going from relationships from origin and the people that harvest the coffee all the way to the relationships with people with the the relationships with the customer. Mm -hmm. It's just just the entire process is amazing to me. Yeah, inspiring. Yeah, would this be something you would be interested in to like go on an origin trip? Perhaps. Yo, yo. Okay, story time. So this uh, is a pitch so right here. <laughs> <laughs> so to go along on an origin trip and document it. It's mm -hmm. one of the things that I mean. I that's what I grew up doing with photography was photojournalism. That's mm -hmm. what I. That's what what my passion was at the time, and just just documenting it and through photos and being able to share that with people. Because a lot of 
within within the specialty coffee culture, there are a lot of people that see it um, more so than than not being in that community. More people that that see it and understand that process, but there are still so many people that are not educated on it. Yeah. They get their coffee day to day and they don't yeah. understand where it comes from or how it gets there. They mm-hmm. don't care, mm-hmm. and and it's not like a it's not like a they don't care because they're being rude and they just want their coffee by it's just it's just they don't know they're they're not it's exposed not something to that. yeah they're not exposed to it it's not something that they're necessarily interested in but if there's a if there's a way to get that across to people somehow i just feel like that would be really valuable and yeah. i would have fun documenting that like it if the opportunity came for me to go on an origin trip to bring my camera along and document it that would be awesome. Because we already somewhat, or not somewhat, but with the purpose of sending our crew to origin trips, that's what we hope to do. To, like, mm-hmm. with our stories and experience, share that with our guests like you to make them really excited about, you know, what is the story behind this don't coffee. Don't you guys, I don't know if this is, like, top secret info, but don't no, you guys totally. have, um, you guys have... You have team meetings. Let's go with that. Team meetings yeah. where you guys, people, the duo that goes on Origin does like a presentation. Is that correct? Of your After trip? After the trip? After the trip, yeah, yeah. Of your trip. Yeah. And um, I, like, I'm aware that that happens. I've never actually seen a presentation. But, mm. but how, um, like, I know, I know it's a, a growing business. And I know that there are so many different layers to it. And not enough time, not enough people. I get that, but that's something that I would love to see and I've yeah, never seen before. Absolutely. I and, agree. And um and like I know you guys do it. Like I've literally driven by Cat and Cloud when there's like a projector with like an origin trip freaking thing on the wall. Like <laughs> when you guys would do it at Portola. <laughs> Parked outside with popcorn, <laughs> like, just like what's that's happening. Sick. <laughs> I want to hey, know. Hey Sean, do you want to come in or something? <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that's Yeah, so but cool. like that's stuff that like I've definitely been told stories face to face and I love that, but seeing, and I've seen photos on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, now and again, but I've, I don't know. I feel like I get bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not told the story from necessarily start to finish in totally. a way that I'd love to hear totally. or see. Yeah. And I don't know. That's just something that I think we'd be I'm super open to in. that idea. I think it just comes down to like details and logistics and all that stuff. But as it always does. Yeah. I get that. It's all in the details. It's all in the details. But I that's I'm super about this idea. I am getting an idea. That's Light actually bulb. Sean's idea. <laughs> but it's a team effort. It's a team effort. <laughs> for sure. This is the final countdown, Sean. Uh oh. Is this the final question? The final countdown question? Or- what is your favorite? song right now yeah i knew that was coming or artist i okay i am in no way a musician i don't know how to play any instruments i might be able to pick up a guitar and Mm -hmm. strum a few chords Mm -hmm. maybe um but i yeah music hasn't really been a big thing like in my life as far as like i don't have any like musicians in my family that i really know of like it, I just haven't really been surrounded by music in that way. Mm-hmm. But listening to music is insanely important to me mm-hmm. because 
I believe it or not, spend quite a lot of time by myself. And in that I spend quite a lot of time with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Some of them happy, some of them not so happy. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, it's hard for me to sometimes feel like others understand what I'm going through Mm -hmm. at certain points of my life. But I feel like different musicians, different artists with the music that I listen to understand it. Yeah, totally. And I definitely went through a difficult childhood and music was always there for me and always had my back. So I bounce around different artists. I am I primarily listen to the metalcore like pop punk vibe mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. there's there's genres are weird for me i know the kind um yeah. but i'm um, down with the cool kids for sure i actually i was listening to the podcast you did with Kristen, and i sh- we listen to the same music mm-hmm. me Kristen, and sam all listen to the same type of music and um, I was, I was, I knew this question was coming even before I listened to that podcast. And I was trying to think, like, what is a good song that I can choose? Man, I'm getting predictable. And this is bad. <laughs> what is a song that I could choose that really means something to me? That really, that for sure, for sure. That I could give an answer that I am set on. And um, so I was gonna, I was gonna pull up in a, a day to remember song, Ooh. which is what Kristen said. Yeah. And but hers was like a was like a oh yeah, by the way, a day to remember is my favorite band. And I know that is. And, and you're like, they're damn, rad. that was gonna be my answer. <laughs> a, a day to remember is rad, <laughs> and I've seen them live a couple times and they put on an insane live show. They are rad. I'm not um, super familiar, but I have but listened to a They few. have a song called Sometimes You're the Hammer, Sometimes You're the Nail. Okay. And it's on their album called Common Courtesy. And those those lyrics just like every time that song hits me mm-hmm. every time i listen to it mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a great song i don't even know how to explain it and i know kristen gets me for sure mm-hmm. so shout out to kristen <laughs> oh I, we, we love you girl <laughs> heck yeah so good job everyone woohoo yay Who creatives are, yay creatives art is the best <laughs> no matter what type of art everything is art yeah but heck yeah you got the ocean you got coffee you got the coffee shop you got the people and you got music sounds like you're in the perfect place i love it here <laughs> sunshine's just oh man we should have put sunscreen on evelyn there's no sun here <laughs> the rain oh. is lovely though yeah but yeah we did it we did it that's it hooray 